this time has been good for me to really think of something, sit down and execute it and move on. This time has been great for my body physically because she's just been screaming at me to slow down. I have a lot of hope for what's coming on the other side. This is Aisha Oxley, and you're listening to Young, Original, and Black, the show that celebrates and uplifts the unique Black voices a part of this generation's creative class. Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode two of Young, Original, and Black. First off, I want to say thank you. Thank you so much to everyone that reached out to me about episode one. Um, it definitely gave me a lot of motivation to keep this thing going, and I'm excited for the journey that's ahead. This week's episode is all about creating while quarantined because, as Nina Simone said, an artist's duty, as far as I'm concerned, is to reflect the times. And this is a really strange, apocalyptic, unprecedented time. We've kept hearing that word over and over. Um, We all know what's going on right now. We know why we're stuck inside, um, even as the world, prematurely in the U.S., in my opinion, opens up, opens back up. Um, We've definitely been changed forever by this. Everyone I know is impacted by the virus and has had to figure out a way to navigate this time on their own terms. And the same, of course, goes for Black creatives. Um, However, I think the issues that we're dealing with as creatives are unique, given the nature of our place in society. And going back to Simone, that duty to reflect the times So I really wanted to dig into those unique pain points and issues, but also opportunities that Black creatives are experiencing right now. Um, And all of us are approaching it differently. So in this episode, you're going to hear from 13 creatives who I've handpicked to share how they're adapting and navigating in this moment. I asked them three questions and gave them the option to respond to whatever they felt like speaking to. I've broken up the episode based on those three questions into three parts or acts, if you will. You'll hear creatives introducing themselves when it's the first time hearing them. Um, And I will be popping in and out to provide some additional commentary and context and also to give y'all my take on the situation and my responses to the prompts. So... Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. My first question was, how has quarantine impacted your creative process? And I want to preface the responses um, by saying that there is no right way. There's no right response I didn't organize this so you pay more attention to someone else's response over another. We're all just taking this day by day and trying to figure out what works in real time because as much as we're tired of hearing it, really none of us have experienced anything like this before. So I just want to get that out there. 
However, I have decided to kind of group responses based on kind of a theme so that you can kind of guide your listening by that. And in the first group, um, in response to this question, I think they're really taking what I would call a silver lining approach. And what I mean by that is they're looking at the new limitations of this current moment and they're really trying to adapt in real time to what that means for their creative practice. Um, so they're finding new outlets for their work. They're trying to connect more directly um, with their supporters. They're looking to their blind spots that they previously didn't have to worry too much about because they had other people to pick up the slack and kind of building on those. So I will let them take it away from here and explain what that looks like to them. This is Letitia Renee, and I am the owner and designer of the Jim Taylor brand. I typically enjoy um, being alone. I tend to do my best work in isolation. My mind is always clearer with the lack of opinion from the outside world distracting me from my goal. I think that there's a lot of self-love and self-ability hidden in isolation as is, it's always seen as a negative. Um, but I do believe that there's so much positivity within that. And I choose to see the beauty in it and become more one with self. What's up, guys? My name is Kovi Coles. I am a recording artist and music producer, musician, living in Los Angeles right now. For the past, I guess now, maybe month or month and a half, uh, I've been working from home. My day job, I'm a software developer. And so I'm fortunate enough to be able to work from home and still have income. Um, I know it's difficult for a lot of other creatives. For me, Financially, I've been all right, and creatively, I feel like this has been a time to have a lot of reflection on what I want to accomplish, what I want to represent, what my art should represent. Does it represent me? How should it represent me? And then also, I feel like it's been a time to to thrive a bit creatively. I've been more productive on the things that I think matter. Being at home and being around all my instruments and uh, all the tools and the stuff, basically my little my little creative workshop, everything's at my fingertips all the time. Everything's just a few steps away. And so it's been easy to really execute on ideas that pop up um, pretty immediately, which I feel like a lot of times one of the big things that hinders creatives is is having an idea but not being able to, to execute it at that time and place. And so you, you either it slips away or usually I take a lot of notes on my phone so I can get to things later. But then you have this huge list of things that you wanted to do and you have to prioritize and things get left behind and slip through the cracks. So this time has been good for me to really think of something, sit down and execute it and move on. And so I appreciate this time. and I'm grateful for this time in that way. My name is Melvin Knight. I'm a musician based in Chicago. As far as how isolation has um, impacted my creative process and how I'm approaching um, my process at the moment. I've had to change the scope of what I do um, and how I do it. So before this all kicked off, I had sessions lined up and musicians and producers to meet with. And the way it's changed is now, if there's a beat that needs to be produced, I have to produce it. If there are instruments that need to be played, I have to play it. And it's actually been kind of re refreshing. 
um, it's been nice to have kind of like zero compromise from the ground up. You build your vision the way you see it, and the whole thing is you at the end of it. Hi, this is Taylor Gray, and I am a singer-songwriter here in Chicago, Illinois. How isolation has impacted my creative process is it's actually allowed me to think outside the box. Normally, I record at a studio in the music garage, um, so all of my music happens outside of the home. I write my music, and then I take it to a studio and lay down the vocals and mix and master and release it. Um, so because we're in quarantine, I can't do that nearly as often as I would like. Um, so it's allowing me to kind of examine my career from a larger perspective and not just the music itself, but the content, the branding, the strategy behind everything, um, making sure that I'm, you know, using all channels that I have available for myself, which has, which is like Bandcamp. Like I never had music up on Bandcamp. I finally did that and created a discount uh, for people that want to purchase my discography. They get 40% off. Um, through Bandcamp, um, and they also get access to my first EP that's um, nowhere to be found except on Bandcamp now. Um, I have a fan site where fans ask me questions and I respond to them, and I have a mailing list on that site where I've, you know, just start started updating them with what's going on and letting them know about all of my socials and my most recent videos and things that are out. Um, I'm performing live from my, you know, home for IGTV, and I'm creating mini series on IGTV where fans can get a glimpse of what my taste in music is like. And on top of that, I'm also participating in TikTok challenges and just increasing my brand all across all formats. You know, things that I was neglecting because I was focusing solely on the financial, like aspect of music, which is creating it and you know, hiring other people to do it. I'm actually taking on these things more independently now. So um, it's, like I said, just helping me reevaluate what I have been doing in the past. This is Sierra McKissick, and I'm an independent curator and the founder of AMFM. And I've been thinking a lot about my creative practice during this isolation and quarantine time. I've had to really rethink a lot of my work because so much of it is public facing and about bringing communities and people together but I've been thinking about how to do that and tackle doing that in the virtual realm, especially with some of my day jobs where I do public programming or working with artists in different kinds of facets. So I've been thinking a lot about online studio visits and online content. I just hosted my first artist talk on our Instagram page, and it's a great opportunity to not only connect with local artists, but people from all over the globe because you don't necessarily have access to those people in real time in the current space that you're in. So it's opened up a lot of windows and it's definitely something that I'm hoping to explore more after this quarantine ends. My name is Curtis. I go by Kurt Summers. I'm a rapper, producer, a little bit of an engineer, a poet, storyteller, author from South Jersey. I live in Chicago now. Um, yeah, this this whole quarantine has been has been definitely a, a an interesting experience. Uh, something I'm not used to. Uh, isolation. I, so I, I tend to be more of a loner myself in the first place. So I'm used to being alone. I spend a bunch of time kind of doing my own thing. But it's different when it's voluntary versus when it's forced. So something that I've been trying to do and make a, a point of during this time has been to reach out to other artists who I might not have had a lot of time to work with before. A lot of collaboration on beats, on songs, uh, verses, more freestyles, 
and just, uh, you know, brainstorming more ways to get the art out there to the masses. So that's something that I've been trying to take a lot of time and take seriously and, and not slight myself since I have some extra time now. Hi, my name is Chantelle Canham, otherwise known as DJ CBE, and I have a radio show called Body Music. Um, my motto or slogan is Soul to the Skin, and my show explores, you know, crazy out there concepts, but all connected through this kind of sensuality and music that, you know, kind of seeps into your body in a different way. So I like to create different atmospheres around an idea. So maybe about flowers or, you know, honey, you know, whatever you can think of. And actually, the isolation brought on by the quarantine has actually been uh, very good for my creative process. My show has gone through a few different homes. I started out on the actual radio on air. You know, you can dial in on the radio or online. And then uh, in Milan, Italy, I was just on an online format, um, but still, you know, a weekly stream. And, you know, this creative process has, of course, pushed me to seek out a different format. You know, I can't be in the radio studio anymore. And so on my own, producing my show, um, I've turned to things like Instagram Live. Uh, for me personally, um, radio is about the flirtation with the unknown. You don't know who's listening, where, you know, or, or for how long. And so that tension um, in who you're communicating to about things that are quite, you know, personal is, is the most exciting part. So I personally could never go for um, a recorded and edited format. And so I've been using things like Instagram Live to approach that and also trying out new concepts. So doing a whole show in outer space, you know, kind of giving people that space in their ears, um, you know, so they can place their bodies somewhere outside of their home. This next group, I would say, is taking a let it flow kind of approach to their creative process. And I call it that because it has a little bit more of a fluid nature to it. They're allowing creativity to kind of come and to go and to not really force it either way. Hey, it's Asani Armand. I'm an upcoming rapper. I'm an artist. I'm a community organizer. The impact that isolation has had on my creative process, I would say overall has been like a mixed bag. There are many, many days where I don't feel like creating at all. I'm just very much so trying to get to the next day and get to the next day because I'm just over having to be alone um, and be in the house at that. Um, but what I will say is that when I am feeling inspired, when I am feeling creative, when those creative juices get flowing, because I have all this time in the world, this isolation in the world, this space in the world, I can really focus and hone in on what I want to say and like refine it. I can go back and listen to it and look over it a lot of times and be like, I don't like this. This didn't, this didn't make me feel this way. This didn't make me feel what I want others to feel. I can do these things over and over and over because I have so much time to focus. And so I think it's been a mixed bag. I think that most days I'm really not feeling it at all. But when I am feeling it, I'm able to really dive into it. Hey, my name is Dominique Ashanti, and I am a painter, muse, and creator here in Chicago, Illinois. I would say surviving the current pandemic of the world. 
I've been doing my best to stay calm in this chaos, um, although it hasn't been entirely easy. I'm still actually working each and every day while also maintaining my own creative endeavors and projects. So it's been um, interesting to find a balance um, between, you know, uh, nine to five work life and artistic work life. Um, But in this moment, I'm approaching my creative practice how I usually am. I don't like to set too many restrictions. I'm honestly about letting things flow. So if the inspiration arises or if, you know, I know I just need to create something, um, then I give myself free and open space to do that. This next group of responses is kind of a transition into my next question, which is, how are you practicing self-care and or resting in this moment? And I say it's a transition into that question because these creatives were still responding to the prompt about their creative process, but they are choosing to look at self-care and rest and reflection as integral parts of their creative process. And I really love that idea. I think it is really liberating in a way. Um, but I'm not going to talk too much more about it. I think they put it into words perfectly. This is Ashil, and I am a self-proclaimed aesthetico. This period of isolation has allowed me to uh, think a lot about my creative process and creative journey. So I'm currently in a transitory period. I just moved back home after spending two years abroad, um, and I've been trying to like reset, recenter, break bread with myself, and give myself you know that sustenance that. I um, have been missing these past two years. Uh, one way I'm doing that is reviewing some old projects that I've, I've worked on, whether they be photo projects or poetry that I've written, and just trying to draw inspiration from, from those projects to, to just like recenter and reground myself as an artist. Um, I was working a very intense corporate job uh, for the past two years, and I didn't really have as much time as I would like to to create. So I'm hoping that, you know, after this, like, recharging, I will come out with fresh ideas, um, new ideas, and, yeah, something to, to offer. This is Luvia, and I am a writer based in New York. During this period of self-isolation, I am really practicing self-care by doing a couple things. Um, one, I am not actively pursuing any creative projects right now. Um, And two, I am trying to cultivate um, a practice of stillness and rest. I I think that creativity is made up of equal parts um, active engagement with whatever your medium or your practice is, but as well as passive engagement, right? I think um, that there is this energy right now that, you know, some of us have been granted um, the free time we've always wished for. And with that, one should really try and um, operate at their highest levels of productivity. But I think that that is sort of ignoring the factors that have led us, some of us, to have free time, right? Um, The anxiety that comes with having to practice social distancing or self-isolate 
or not be with your family or um, have financial um, instability and insecurity during this time. Um, and that those are all grounds for deep anxiety, not to mention if you have existing anxiety um, for other reasons. And so I am trying to take all of that into account for myself and not really think that I need to be or I should be doing anything. Um, I think that this moment is actually an opportunity for me to practice a sense of stillness, um, to read books I haven't had a chance to read at a pace that I find appropriate for me, um, to re-engage with journaling and a journaling practice every day for um, 15 to 20 minutes, um, and to observe the world around me. I think that a lot of my inspiration as a writer really just comes from watching um, and making observations about the world around me. And I think that, you know, in the past, I sort of looked at that as not really the equivalent of making or creating, but I am seeing the value and the importance of that a lot more now. And I am using this time to actually understand what my body does and and what it means to be um, at rest, um, especially in a time that invites so much restlessness. Hi, my name is Kat Looney. Some know me as Cathedral. I'm a visual artist, mostly painting, and I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, Right now, I would definitely say quarantine has impacted my creative process a lot. Uh, The amount of isolation and time to yourself, it made me realize there were a lot of holes in my previous process. The biggest hole being not getting enough rest. And I'm talking mental, emotional, and physical rest. I'm talking if I'm frustrated at the canvas, stepping away, taking a break, that's rest. Um, If I'm overwhelmed by the news and media, Turn it off and stop looking at it. Or if I'm actually physically tired, you know, to take that very seriously and just lay down, go to bed. The painting's going to be there tomorrow, you know, we're all by ourselves all the time anyway. So I think with that and me taking my rest more seriously, I've been able to focus more the next day and I'm able to create a little bit faster, I'm noticing so far. So I think right now, the impact of isolation has been positive as far as my creative process goes, but I really wasn't getting enough rest, and I don't think a lot of artists are. So I want to wrap up this act about creative process by saying I can relate to all of these creatives on some level. I have embraced the active parts of creating and use this time to focus on bringing new projects to life like this podcast, which I think felt way more urgent because of isolation. I wanted to connect with people and and to facilitate new connections. But I've also used this time to rest and rejuvenate myself creatively. Prior to quarantine, I really wasn't slowing down enough on a daily basis to realize that I was creatively blocked. Um, Anytime that I would have free time to sit down and create, I was actually filling that time with distractions and 
other things to occupy my time. Um, cause I was kind of running from this feeling of like tension and anxiety, um, which is present when you have a creative block and being in quarantine has really forced me to like look inward and confront that block. And it has been very uncomfortable. Um, but as time has gone on, I'm starting to like work through it. And the principal way that I'm going about it is not through forcing myself to create. It's through rest. It's through allowing my mind and my body to be idle. It's through gathering and consuming new sources of inspiration. It's through reflection. All of that has been key to me starting to create again. Because when I pick up the paintbrush or the pen or whatever it might be, I'm not pouring from an empty cup anymore. So we're going to move on directly into the self-care portion. And I think it's clear from what um, this first group has to say about it that Kat was kind of right in that artists, we really don't always take that time for ourselves. And this time has kind of forced some of us to take that time, which I think is a beautiful thing. During this time, I've been giving myself more time to just simply sleep and cook. Um, I'm a bit of a workaholic and I do enjoy staying busy, so I never really stop. Um, so this time has been great for my body physically because she's just been screaming at me to slow down. Uh, for self-care and resting, man, I'm somebody who tends to feel guilty when I rest too much or when I when I do leisurely things, if it's too much for, for what I think is acceptable. Uh, I'm, I'm usually of the mindset of, you know, grind, 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 work, work, work. And uh, I recognize that this is not always the most healthy way to be. So one thing I've done since the quarantine started was I've made it a point to schedule more time to have those leisurely activities. And one thing I tried to master is compartmentalization. So, you know, being fully present in whatever I'm doing when I'm doing it. So if I'm working on a song, I give my everything to that song for a while, for the time period I'm working on it. If I'm writing a poem or working on a book, I give my all to that. Uh, when it's time to, to relax and, and watch The Wire or watch, <laughs> watch some TV, then I block out all of the work and I just watch TV and, and you know, embrace that. I used to really dedicate Sundays to myself, but now I've had the opportunity to dedicate more time and hours directly to myself and things that I care about and slowing down. Being a curator and running a brand and working a lot of the different gigs that I have, I'm an extremely busy person. So being in this isolation state has really forced me to slow down a lot and take the time out to rest and recover from fatigue and burnout, honestly. So I've been doing a lot of cooking. I've been doing a lot of reading and watching things and just being silent with myself and with my partner. So I think collectively as artists, we're all resting a lot more and I love it. But I think it's kind of important to like dig into why we as artists, as creatives feel this pressure um, to be constantly creating. And I think Melvin speaks to it pretty well. As far as how I've been practicing self-care and uh, resting during this moment, I'd say 
kind of through detoxing um, and deprogramming my own mind from the idea that we have to, as people, as artists, constantly validate our existence by producing something that has some sort of monetary or social value. Um, I think it's really toxic, and I think that really, you know, where our real value should come into play is our interactions with our family and our friends and all those around us. And are we healthy for other people and ourselves in those interactions? And if so, then, you know, our personal value, you know, I believe that's where that should be derived from. I want to call out two more examples of self-care. In the first, um, they speak to how... Sometimes the work is your self-care and I think it's important to recognize that because self-care flows both ways for creatives. We rest sometimes by not creating and then we release through creation. Both are ways to fuel ourselves. In the second example, um, they speak to kind of how mindfulness can expand your creative practice in a way that is rooted in more knowledge of self. Like I said, when I do get creative, when I do feel thing, feel inspired, it's been really healing to write what I'm feeling and write how I'm feeling and write my anger out and write my sadness out and refine it and make it feel what, make, make the words say what I feel, I feel what I'm actually feeling on paper. That's been really healing, that's self-care to me. If I need to rest, I definitely rest. Um, but I also have made it a goal to meditate every day. Um, meditation was something that I was already implementing into my daily life. Um, but making it a consistent everyday goal um, has helped me dig deeper within my spiritual self, my artistic self, my mental self, um, and it helps me operate better day to day. And with that, helps me, you know, be able to manage this quarantine a little bit better. And that brings us to our last question, which was, what are you looking for creatively, or in general, on the other side of this quarantine. For this first group of responses, um, they really focused on their personal growth and what that creative blossoming is going to look like on the other side of this. I have a lot of hope for what's coming on the other side. A lot of great things are coming on the other side from me personally and from all the creatives I, that I know who are really... Um, really doing work. Um, I am very excited to start, I'm already writing, but I'm very excited to go in the studio and like really finalize things. I'm ready to put together a body of work. I'm ready to push that body of work out and just get the feedback that the world will have for it. Um, good, bad, wherever that is. I mean, I'm manifesting only good. <laughs> you know, I'm only manifesting great um, feedback from it. Um, but I'm ready to get a project out there. I'm ready to start booking shows I'm ready to start performing that's scary but it's a it's a daunting thought but it's something that I think is very important for my particular art form rapping and it's also just important just to you know see how people are moved by your work um and your art so I'm very excited to do that 
I'm excited to build uh, my collective for the girls off the ground and continue to just help black trans people live and thrive and win. When quarantine is over, I hope that I might that my independence is a lot stronger. Um, I have aspirations to actually have a home studio and start cutting my demos and maybe even releasing songs through my home studio with the training and um, knowledge of mixing and mastering by myself. Um, I also am going to be purchasing a green screen and a camera setup and um, light lighting for um, vlogging on YouTube because I see that it is essential to be more than just a musician. You know, this is about establishing a brand and, you know, having content that feeds your fan base and making them feel a part of you. So I feel a lot more in touch with myself. And through that, I feel more in touch with the people that are supporting me right, right now. Um, so I feel stronger, if anything. Artistically, I want to take this time to utilize opportunities to learn, to grow, to get better at what I'm doing, improve, work on my craft. Processes that used to be like a shared process or something that was collaborative, either you have to collaborate in new ways or you might be stuck and basically stuck with your own two hands, stuck with your own abilities that you have. And so rather than be locked out of certain processes, like if you're a videographer, oh, I don't have the person who normally does the editing. I don't have the person who normally does the coloring. If you're a musician, I don't have the mixer. I don't have the, you know, the songwriter, whoever I usually work with. Really locate those weak points of the process and try to get better at it yourself so that you can be more self-sufficient. And so that's something that I've been trying to do. And I think that being more self-sufficient is kind of a goal that hopefully I'll come out of this with more skills. Already I feel like the people that I hang out with, with the videographers and musicians and whatnot, I'm seeing people hustle and people, it's like necessity is pushing people to grow and blossom in areas that they might not even have considered before. And that's dope. I also got some responses about the future that really spoke to industry-wide kind of cultural shifts. And... I think that while these creatives are kind of speaking from a music industry perspective, um, it applies to any creative industry or medium where we can start to kind of rethink um, structures and ways of going about things that we want to reinvent or that we want to approach differently on the other side of quarantine and I think that we could really step into a different kind of cultural landscape over time if we were to commit to it as a collective. I think I, I just want artists to continue to embrace, uh, you know, the art, like the the actual art and not all the theatrics. And, you know, sometimes we get caught up in all the politics or, or trying to look like something we're not on social media or trying to, you know, whatever the case may be, uh, trying to appease somebody else. But I think what I've seen now is there are so many artists who are doing creative things with, with their fan bases and how to even engage with them. Uh, a lot of people find a ways to connect on a deeper level through IG Live or through exclusive songs or whatever it is. And right now, you know, there's no shows, there's no interviews uh, in person. So the music is, is what has to stand for itself. And I think that's a beautiful thing. You got a lot of people who are putting a lot more time into 
the kind of art they make and thinking about it more versus just throwing out a random song, you know, just because. So I think on the other side of this, I, I would love to see artists continue to do that and continue to collab and find creative ways to engage with fan bases. I think I'm hoping for an environment that is receptive to independent creators and artists um, and supportive of them. That gives them a framework and a place from which they can grow and exist and flourish to where, you know, no one has to worry about being, you know, um, successful on the mainstream level to really be able to make a living doing what they do. And um, I think that already kind of exists, but I, I'm hoping that it will be um, expanded upon when we come out of this. I love going to the, the live shows of my peers and people I see in the scene around me. I love uh, meeting new people who are working on things I haven't heard of. And to get to see it and be a part of it, I think is really, really special. So I'm just hoping to see that continue and to be a bigger part of that myself. Some things I'm hoping for creatively on the other side of the quarantine, um, for me and other artists, are that we celebrate the calm, we celebrate loneliness, we celebrate isolation, we celebrate you know, smaller spaces, and we celebrate stillness. I think those things are so, can be so, you know, frowned upon in quote-unquote normal life where it's all about go, 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 and it's all about who you're around within your art community or, you know, or not just in general. And so I think that focusing more on those themes like stillness, isolation, calm, but as a positive thing rather than an, I'm sad, you know, I'm alone. Um, I hope that is a focus of more people's art and just kind of seeing more value in themselves. And I absolutely have enjoyed so many artists setting up, you know, their cell phone or camera in their living room or wherever and just going live and singing and playing their instruments and, you know, Considering all those capabilities that are already built into social media, it's, you know, interesting how that was never really a thing. DJs doing DJ sets, all this stuff, you know, there's so much more artists can give to the world for free and live. And that kind of interaction is so special, especially in this time. But I think that it can continue to be special and have pe give people a moment to also sit down in their own homes and celebrate with artists they love. These last few responses speak to the future on a global level and a societal level. Um, this moment is pretty bleak. The virus has laid bare many of the failings of our society, economically, socially, environmentally, and the systemic racism and classism that fuels these structures. That being said, I think as creatives, uh, and especially as black creatives, it's in our nature as people who create and as people who face systemic challenges to imagine a future that transcends our present. And maybe we won't live to see it. Maybe it'll be the next generation, but we can start to build it. I think that seed of change is what these next responses highlight. With this being a very transformative time, I'm hoping creatively on the um, other side of this quarantine, at the end of this, you know, um, 
pause on the world that we as, you know, humanity can evolve and truly take a moment to pause and take in everything that's going on around us and not how we normally, you know, we're doing it with the the fog in our glasses, not being able to see things clearly. I mean, truly digging within, you know, to find the answers that, you know, man can't give us. Um, I'm hoping that we can come together and work towards peace because we're all living on this planet together and we truly can't survive without each other. I do feel as if everyone on this planet is supposed to come out of this with more empathy, love, compassion, and understanding for each other. We're all supposed to come out of this being better people and being better to each other. And I think that that is the most important thing that everybody should take from this. This last response, I intentionally saved until the end. It is one of my favorites that I received. Lucy's response is rooted in her personal experience of quarantine, but I think like a lot of great art where the personal becomes universal, she's provided this really beautiful message of resilience and hope. Hi, this is Lucy DK. I'm a singer, songwriter, artist. And I think on the other side of quarantine, Whenever that is and whatever it looks like, I'm hoping for a renewed sense of joy in the outside. I spent a lot of the time before quarantine inside, actually. I was going through a really difficult time personally and having to process an assault. And I was really scared of going outside, of being around strangers, of feeling vulnerable to the elements of the world. But now that my lockdown is mandated and necessary, I'm finally starting to regain the desire for the outside that I was scared I had lost. And I feel my old sense of independence and adventure coming back to me because in confinement, there really is a part of you that always longs to be free. And the absence of the outside has made me miss it and it's made me crave it. And my walks outside now are the highlight of my days, despite the fear of the outside that was created firstly by the assault and then secondly by the virus. That fear hasn't gone away, but there's still the feeling of the cold air and the rain here in New York today and the elements, they're so refreshing to me and they're so much bigger than me and they remind me of how things carry on even when so much is breaking and so much is hard. Something scary becomes renewing almost and so in my process of healing and in the world's process of healing as we really have to endure this mass grief together that is so heavily going to be concentrated in some of our black communities. I hold on to the outside, even in its absence right now, as a reminder of freedom. And that brings us to the end of this episode. I want to give a very special thank you to all of the creatives that participated um i'm gonna leave their social information um in the episode show notes so go ahead and check that out it will also be they'll be tagged on a post about this episode um 
I just want to reiterate um, part of the reason why I brought on so many voices in this episode um, is because, like I said in the beginning, this is such a challenging time for everyone. Everyone is impacted and everyone is approaching it and handling it differently. And I wanted to kind of do my part in representing that um, from the perspective of young black creatives, of course. Um, and I just want to let you know, um, whoever is listening, uh, that you're valid, that you're seen, and that you're loved. Um, as long as you ain't hurting nobody out here, um, whatever you're doing to just survive this time, um, is enough. So... I'll just end it on that note and I'm really excited for y'all to hear the next episode where I will be finally in conversation with someone um, very special one-on-one. Until then, stay safe, stay sane, um, and stay original. Bye. This is Aisha signing off.